It's Tuesday, May 9th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians uh, lose on Monday in the series opener to Detroit. Uh, the Tigers have taken three out of four games so far this year against uh, Cleveland. And last night it was uh, a lot more of the same. Uh, they scored two runs early and then couldn't get back on the scoreboard Uh uh, Tanner Bybee had his first sort of shaky uh, outing, uh, only lasted into the uh, fifth inning. And, uh, you know, the, the Guardians have been losing games uh, the same way a lot, and it's hard to watch sometimes with this offense. Yeah, you know, Joe, like bad teams, you know, lose the same way. And uh, good teams, you always hear the saying, they find different ways of winning. And uh, the Guardians right now, are just, you know, they, they, they're stuck in a rut where they kind of score a couple runs early and then the offense gets shut down and, uh, you know, just, um, you know, it's, they, they can't, you know, they, they're, they're last in the American League in runs scored. You know, they, what are they? They're, they're, uh, 124 runs total, uh, and Detroit's not much better. They've got 127. Yeah. And, um, and last dead night, last, dead last in all of baseball and home runs. They're, and they are five and seventeen when they score three or fewer runs. Twenty-two percent, twenty-two of their thirty-five games, they scored three or fewer runs. It's it's uh, really like you said, it's hard to watch. But I was checking uh, last, you know, this this record against last year's record, Joe. And after thirty-five games, um, you know, the Guardians were sixteen and nineteen last year in third place in the AL Central just like they are today. And I'm just wondering, Joe, why does this season seem so so much more, you know, aggravating? Yeah, I think, and we were talking about this before we started recording here, uh, I think we both agree. It's because the expectations are a little bit higher coming into the season uh, based on what they did last year. And, and, you know, we've seen how this offense can perform when it's clicking, when the the top of the order is is getting on base and putting pressure on defenses and uh, and and working the way that they sort of envisioned it. Uh, when the pieces aren't all sort of working together, uh, it it doesn't look good, and you you wind up uh, you know stranding several runners on base throughout a game, and you know not hitting with runners in scoring position, and uh, that's that's something this team can't afford to do because if they're not going to hit the ball out of the ballpark, which they obviously have not been doing, uh, then they need to be able to move runners around and and sort of cause that chaos on the bases that that led to them winning so many games last year. Yeah, the way Detroit played last night, Joe, reminded me of the way Cleveland played, you know, for much of the season last year. You know, they they had a decent end. They scored three runs in the in the third inning. But they don't stop. Then they add on. They add a, on a run in the fourth. They hit a home run in the in the uh, in the sixth. They add another run, an insurance run in the eighth. You know that's the way Cleveland played last year. That's the way they were able to uh, win 92 games. But we haven't seen this offense, you know, play a full nine innings. I, you know, I can't remember the last time. And you know that's a concern. The Guardians have uh, grounded into. Um, 11 double plays with runners in scoring position. Uh, that's what the second most in uh, the American League behind Boston. Uh, they are their batting average with runners in scoring position uh, is 
their batting average on, with, on balls in play uh, with runners in scoring position is 280. Uh, and it, it, here's the one that, uh, that, you know, is, is going to, you know, just totally drive you crazy. Uh, their home runs per at bat uh, is, is a, you know, at bats, I'm sorry, at bats per home run. Uh, the, um, the highest in, in, in major, in the major leagues is uh, Tampa Bay. They've got, uh, they hit a home run every 16, uh, almost 17 at bats. Uh, the guardians are last in, in all of baseball. They hit a home run every 70, or, I'm sorry, 62 at bats. Uh, that's last in all of baseball. Uh, even the Nationals, 50, you know, 54 at bats. So you, you think about it. Tampa Bay's hitting a home run every 17 at bats. The Guardians are hitting a home run every 70 at bats. 72 at, uh, I'm sorry, 62 at bats. Uh, that's a, a huge disparity, a huge reason why uh, this team just isn't scoring runs. Yeah, you're saying, you're telling me so when. Jose Ramirez hit that home run last night. It was like, you know, seeing a, 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 a sighting of Bigfoot in the great yeah. Northwest. Well, what I'm saying is don't expect to see another one uh, until uh, later on uh, <laughs> the end of this homestand. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, maybe by Saturday or Sunday they might hit another one. Uh, that's, yeah, it's it's kind of shocking to, to see these numbers right now where they are and where we expected them to be at this time uh, based on, just the the growth and the experience that these young players got last year. I, I guess uh, a lot of us thought that they were going to be able to build on that. And we've seen, you know, Stephen Kwan has has really made himself into uh, one of the, the better leadoff hitters in the, the league. And, uh, you know, then there's a little drop off with with Ahmed Rosario struggling. I think uh, you and I were looking last night at some of the stat cast numbers. And the one that uh, that really jumped out was uh, in the, the, the pitch arsenal uh, Statcast leaderboard, uh, which basically breaks down how hitters uh, are performing against individual pitches, and and we looked at Ahmed Rosario's numbers against just sliders, and I think uh, pitchers are able to use yeah here's here's the the number uh, his uh, his put away percentage on sliders twenty two percent he's faced a hundred and forty seven sliders. So far, and 22% of those have resulted in a strikeout for him. Uh, it's 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 crazy, uh, just the how how much he is struggling. His batting average, his uh, batting average against a uh, just sliders is 107 this year, which is you know yeah. it, it, he he's he's slugging 107. His weighted on base average 137 against sliders. Uh, the run value for Ahmed Rosario against, uh, you know, breaking pitches, sliders, it's uh, a negative six, which is uh, it, you, you just can't survive basically with that. Yeah, he is. He is in swing mode. He is swinging at everything uh, on that last road trip. It was, you know, it, like you say, said, Joe, I mean, that, all you had to do was throw him a slider on the outside part of the plate and he was hacking and uh, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't hit that pitch yet. So I don't know. Uh, you know, we've seen this before from him. We've seen him, you know, kind of, you know, have those terrible starts in April and May. But he's got a long way to go to get back up to where, you know, he he was the last two seasons. He's he's got to get really, really hot. I guess the only promising thing is that we know we've seen him go on stretches where he gets, you know, three hit games, four hit games in bunches and and can get himself back above water. But it's it's the consistency that we're looking for. We're looking for uh, him to connect that 
that top of the lineup together and, and get to Jose Ramirez in a position where he can drive in some runs and it just hasn't been happening. Uh, and now we're, we're into May here. We're into the early part of May. It's, it's, it's go time. It's uh, it's time for, for Rosario to start getting things together. Uh, otherwise, you know, who, who knows how long uh, th- that's the, the, I guess the sort of the next question after we throw out all these numbers and throw out all this frustration about the way the offense is performing. Uh, I guess when is is the the time that they make a move and, and and they try to shake things up and do something and you know we Tito and and Antonetti have have talked about you know the the help has to come from who's here when when do you stop holding on to that and maybe try to make a a, a deal or or bring somebody in yeah you know i think um you know they've talked about that i i i don't think they're at that point yet joe you know i i would think they they've got to get closer to the deadline to see just which way this club is going. You know, they, I, I don't think they want to make a, you know, jump out there right now. Um, uh, but you know, I would think, uh, they're looking at that farm system pretty hard, seeing who they can bring up. And, uh, you know, Bo Naylor's hitting home runs down there. Uh, Zach, uh, uh, Zach, uh, Collins is hitting home runs. You know, they've, they've got some, they've got some power down there, but you know, d- I just don't know if they're ready to to make that move. And is 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 a, a guy like Bo Naylor ready to come up? Do they think he's ready? You know, that was it seemed like a big concern of theirs the whole off season. You know, picking the right time to bring him up. So, I you know, are we still you know a couple of weeks away? Are we a month away? Or is it or is the clock ticking right now? Here's here's a question that uh, that that just you know sort of came up. But uh, you know. If they were, could bringing Bo Naylor up also maybe jumpstart Josh Naylor and and how he's been struggling? Uh, would Josh Naylor maybe you know figure things out uh, with his brother there in the in, in the clubhouse together and uh, in the way things were rolling at the uh, at the end of the season last year? Uh, would would bringing Bo Naylor up maybe have the added bonus of you know sort of jumpstarting Josh? I mean, I, I guess it could, you know, it, it could help, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I didn't, uh, I don't know if they were, you know, I, you know, I, I know when Bo came up at the end of last season, he was what? He went 0 for 8 or 0 for 9, but, you know, Naylor was putting the finishing touches on a career year, Josh Naylor. So, uh, maybe it could help. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I'm thinking if they bring Bo Naylor up, they're looking to help that pitching staff and maybe to give him some pop in the lineup. Right, exactly, uh, and, and I, I guess the only thing that you can say as far as uh, you know why they would be keeping him him down there right now, a, a legitimate reason would be uh, because they're not you know confident that he can you know sort of guide this pitching staff or or, or uh, you know help their defense in any way, which I don't think is the case. I think he showed in spring training he's got a strong throwing arm and he, he showed he can he can handle all the duties of catching. Uh, really, the, the only thing it points to to me is is uh, you know roster manipulation and service time and that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, you you kind of want to keep him down there long enough to make sure that you've got that extra year of control. And you know they're paying Zanino what six million bucks, so I'm I'm sure they they're trying to you know they they kind of went out in a limb with uh, with Zanino. They you know they let their two uh, their catching core from last year go. They let them walk through free agency. Uh, Hedges and uh, Malley, or yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Malley, yeah, and so you know, I think they made an investment in this guy, and uh, 
you know, there are times when he looks okay, but, you know, for the most part, Zanino has, has had a tough go through the first, uh, you know, six weeks of the season here. Yeah, another guy who had a tough go uh, last night, uh, Tanner Bybee. Uh, his first rough outing uh, of, of basically of his career, uh, we saw him uh, really sort of lose the strike zone. Uh, and it was it was from the start, uh, actually. Uh, it wasn't uh, – he didn't get very deep into the game. Three and two-thirds, uh, seven hits allowed, four runs, four walks, and only two strikeouts. Not what we're uh, – what we're used to seeing or what we had expected early on from uh, a guy who came out and, and, you know, had an issue to walk in his, his big league career up until that point. Yeah. And, you know, he gives up the seven hits. He really got knocked around in the uh, third inning. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, you got to expect that when you, when you have, you know, rookies in the rotation, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, you're going to get a bad one now and then. And hopefully, the, the you know, what you want to do is, you know, you want to have like every four or five good ones for every bad one, and you can live with that. But uh, so we'll have to see where Tanner goes from here. Um, you know, just chalk this one up to a bad outing because, you know, I really, you know, Joe, I thought he really pitched well against the Rockies and the Yankees, held his own against the Yankees. Uh, but last night he just didn't have his command. You know, he walks four guys. Uh, I think that's the tightest career high, even in the minors, for 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 four walks. Are we uh, are we overlooking or taking uh, too lightly the uh, the Tigers and the young guys that they've put together uh, and 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 they're they've got them sort of heading in the right direction and and playing well. Uh, Tigers, uh, their bottom of the order hitters went five for seven, scored five runs last night. Uh, Joey Wentz, who had not been very good up until that point, went five and two thirds innings, uh, only allowed two uh, uh, two runs earned, uh, gave up the the home run to to Jose Ramirez with three walks, but he struck out five. Uh, this is uh, it's a a young club and and they've got a good manager. Uh, what 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 do you make of the Tigers and the, the sort of the the threat that they pose in the American League Central? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we saw them play uh, Cleveland really, really hard last year. Um, and uh, this the way they're playing now does not surprise me. Um, you know, they've had so many injuries with their young pitching that, uh, you know, you wonder how long they can stay in the race. But, you know, they're really I, – I, I like the way they, they compete. You know, Eric Haas has added a lot to that club. You know, he, he came, he was drafted and developed and signed by Cleveland. They couldn't find a spot for him. They let him go, and uh, he's found a home there. And you and me were talking, Joe, uh, last night. It seems like he gets three hits every time he plays the Indian, uh, the Guardians. Yeah, yeah, can't imagine, uh, can't imagine what Cleveland would do with a, a catcher who can hit. I, I, I don't, uh, can't, can't imagine a guy like that being any, any valuable at all to this, uh, this franchise right now. Um, I, I, you gotta, you basically gotta look at them as you're right. Their their bullpen has has been playing real well. Uh, they're they've they've given them uh you know some big innings against Cleveland in particular. Uh, their starting pitching is the big question mark. Uh, and we're gonna see a guy uh, later on in, in this series, Eduardo Rodriguez, who uh you know really handled uh, Cleveland the last time he 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 faced them. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They're just sort of one to, uh, to, to keep in the back of the mind in terms of, uh, you know, the, maybe the, uh, the, the powers in the division might be shifting a little bit and you have to just worry about them as a, a threat as well as you know, to maybe replace Chicago as, as, 
you know, what you thought was going to be pushing you in the division this year. Yeah, they certainly are. They trade, you know, they're, they're running neck and neck right now. Uh, you know, uh, Detroit is 16 and 18, Cleveland is 16 and 19. Uh, the twins are 19 and 16 in first place. Uh, so that's, you know, everyone said that, uh, the AL Central is kind of a, the weakest division, but right now it's got a very interesting race going on. It's a three-horse race. A couple of uh, notes from last night. Uh, we saw Andres Jimenez uh, turn in a couple, actually three really good defensive plays last night. Uh, he did cut down a run at the plate uh, later at the game, later, later in the game with a, a relay throw that was real strong to, to Mike Zanino. Uh, but early in the game, uh, he made just a sensational diving stop on a, a ground ball by Riley Green up the middle. Would have been a base hit. Uh, snagged it with his glove and then in the same mo- uh, motion flipped it to second base uh, to get the runner forced out at second. Uh, just a, an all-star play. It was a, a, just a, a brilliant move uh, by Jimenez, uh, knowing that he had to get rid of it quick and, and flicking it out of his glove to Ahmed Rosario at second. Yeah, just a, a great play. I, I talked to him after the game, and he goes, I have no idea how I did that. I, I knew I flipped it, but I didn't know he'd be there. That, you know, speaking of Ramirez, I mean, uh, uh, Ahmed, Ahmed Rosario. So, uh, but uh, just just an instinctive play. He said he's made it, that play before, but, he you know, he really didn't know if if the ball would get to Rosario. And, and uh, in the second inning, Joe, he had another you know, another play you, you just don't see. I mean, it well, just doesn't you, you happen. Hope, you hope you never see. And yeah, <laughs> if you're Akil yeah. Badu, you really hope you never see. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention that one. That's the uh, the, the attempted steal by Akil Badu. Uh, Mike Zanino's throw was sort of into the runner. Uh, it actually completely missed Jimenez's glove, hit Badu uh, just below the belt in a pretty sensitive area. Uh, and then the ricochet bounced back into uh, Jimenez's glove, and Badu slid into the tag before he got to the bag. Uh, the, the umpire at second base called him out, which uh, on replay it showed that he was uh, just a, a sort of a, a one in a million type shot, uh, and one that I think Akil Badu could have uh, could have done without. He took a uh, took a minute to get off the field after that slide. Had to have the trainers come out because. Uh, uh, nobody ever wants to get hit with a throw directly where he got hit. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and uh, uh, Andres Jimenez just he said I lo- I looked at the replay of that. I and he said I I thought I caught it all the way. You know that he had caught it first without it hitting Badu. But he said you know he said he felt bad for him. He, he said that that had to hurt. Yeah, I, I mean just think about how. Uh, it's like a one in a million thing that the the ricochet would go directly into your glove. It would that it would feel like you actually caught the ball instead of it it uh, completely missing and and hitting the runner like it like it did. Uh, our uh, our photographer uh, John Kuntz has a just a a perfect he perfectly captured the moment uh, that the ball actually struck Badu uh, below the belt and uh, you can see that you know he's probably a two a good two three feet off the base uh at the at that time but that once Jimenez caught the ball he slid right into the tag it's uh yeah you might you might never see something like that again uh and and I think uh if if you're the Detroit, Detroit base dealer in that situation uh you probably never do uh but you know we can laugh about it now because he was able to get up and walk off the field it's not like he was uh seriously injured but uh 
definitely going to be a, a, a little bit sore after something like that. Hopefully the Guardians won't be sore after Shane Bieber starts tonight. Uh, a, another opportunity for Bieber to get out there. Uh, he's been pretty good his last couple outings. Yeah, definitely. He's coming off an eight-inning performance against the Yankees where, you know, he should have got the win. He didn't, but he's been pitching great, Joe, and uh, they need him uh, They need him to pitch well, and, they, and the offense needs to score him some runs because this is a team in dire need of a win. Well, on this homestand, uh, every other game so far, the uh, the Guardian starter has uh, flirted with uh, a no-hitter deep into the game. Uh, and now you've got your, your big gun going here. Uh, let's see how deep uh, uh, seven no-hit innings uh, out of the question for, for Bieber tonight. Who knows? Uh, we, we know that uh, the, way Chicago, or the way Detroit hit the ball uh, last night, uh, you know, can't expect it. But uh, certainly uh, something to keep an eye on tonight at the ballpark. Hoinsey will be back again tomorrow. Another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.